Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And now it's time for Score Overnights with Mark Grody. Underway in the Bulls with the tip, and there's Javante Green to the rack for the right-handed dunk. This is the third time this season off the tip. It's gone to Green in forecourt, and he slammed it down. Inside three-point arc is DeRozan. Soaker right with a pull-up. 17-footer. Got it. Allen holding and looking. Finds Connaughton. Left elbow for three. Got it. A catch and shoot. Pat Connaughton, a very viable player coming off the bench. Here's a four-on-three for the Bulls. Giannis circle left to no-look pass to Ibaka with a ball fake and a right-handed dunk. And the Bucks on a run here. They've scored the last nine points. Vujovic right side. Williams open three. Yes. Patrick Williams nails the jumper on the right side in front of his head coach, Billy Donovan. Giannis just bullying his way and threw it down for the left-handed dunk on Thompson. Wow. Directing traffic out in front, Drew Holiday. Holiday off the screen from Connaughton. Now they got Thompson playing Holiday in a crossover. Baseline right, the fade, the fire. 13-footer to end the third quarter up and good. Drew Holiday, Giannis with the rush. Giannis over the timeline. Left corner pass, Javon Carter. Open three good on a draw and kick from Giannis Adetokounmpo to Javon Carter. So the Bucks bounce back after losing to Minnesota. And Milwaukee will win for the 45th time this year. Io walking over the Bucks logo in left full court. Disappointing many fans, Bulls fans here in Milwaukee in front of a sellout of 21,770. Frustrating, you know, because I think we know how good we can be when we play at our best, you know, play at a high level. And, and to not go out there and do it you know, a couple times in a row, it's, it's just frustrating. No, no, it's definitely not a talent issue at all, you know, because we proved we are a great team. Just execute, execution, as you said especially when you're playing against top-notch teams. You know, I understand the excitement, the excitement every time they step out there on the court. One through five, those teams are always on the stream. You know, we haven't got it getting it now, understanding what it's going to be like and even tougher, you know, come playoffs. And we're going through it right now. You call it battle wounds, battle scars. We're kind of taking them all on the chin right now. It's going to show us what we made out of. The voices of DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan was the last voice that you heard right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, also Alex Caruso right before him. And then not quite the same dance 
in the step of our very own Chuck Swirsky, who called the Bulls game right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. The Bulls lose big time to the Milwaukee Bucks, 126-98. to I'm Mark Grody. We welcome you into score overnight at 312-644-6767. And I feel like in listening to DeMar DeRozan and that cut that our executive producer, Sean Sears, played coming in, that we've heard a lot of that in in the losses that the Bulls have had. The idea that they got to get their act together, and uh, they've said that a lot to the point now where there are just 10 games left for the Bulls to get their collective acts together, and it just ain't there. We are open, and we are here with you locally, live, here in Chicago, on the score for the next five hours, 312-644-6767. If you want to vent about this Bulls-Bucks game, Hell, maybe you have you had a late start driving back from Milwaukee because there was a decent, it sure sounded like there was a decent amount of Bulls fans in Milwaukee for the game tonight. So if you were there, I certainly would like to hear from you at 312-644-6767. It's just so frustrating after the show we had last night when we were essentially celebrating a regular season win mark the- i gotta tell you man i hate i was so excited i got my open done for the show like probably around like six o'clock today stupid me um Scra- i see you scrapped that one completely yeah <laughs> i had it like to beach boys good vibrations uh, i was like had us talk about pat williams and gushing over him and then Giannis just came and was like you know what i'm gonna do to make sean's night just the best <laughs> yeah. kick the crap out of his bulls so yeah we scrapped Scrap that, so we went with this That's instead. probably a good move on your part, and there was, uh, and I admitted that this was possible, a little bit naive, naivete on sure. my part from last night in thinking, hey, what if they're back? What if the Bulls of the of of two nights ago now of beating Toronto one thirteen to ninety nine? What if that Bulls team from the beginning of the season was back? The one where they played defense. The one where they turned um, 12 turnovers into 29 points. The one where they were dictating the tempo. The one where they were making great individual defensive plays and great collective defensive plays. What if that team had returned? Because that was a vision of it. The Toronto game was a vision of what the Bulls did in the very beginning of the season. And we kind of celebrated that game on score overnight last night the the win over toronto because it looked like you know patrick williams comes back alex caruso obviously back the setback for lonzo ball but two out of three ain't bad as as joe madden would always tell us and uh thought well it, it wasn't like i picked milwaukee or the bulls to beat milwaukee as a matter of fact i said the bulls were not going to beat milwaukee it, at, at their place they, I think that they're the better team, and not not just by record. I mean, by record, they are better, not just by standings, just a better pound for pound team, a team that you know the Bulls are now zero and three against. You could see in the head to head matchups. I didn't think it would look like it did 
tonight, and uh, we're going to get into it. The, the again, the Bucks beat the Bulls one twenty six to ninety eight. They shot the hell out of the basketball, sixty one percent from the game for Milwaukee. So some of that you just can't help when a team is hitting everything, and that did have that feel that anybody and everybody could pretty much find their shot wherever they wanted to on the floor for Milwaukee tonight, and except for, ironically, Nikola Vucevic, that was not the case for the Bulls, especially early on in this game. And we, we will dig into it, but as always, I want to give you guys a few of the headlines of the day, some of the things that we will get into on the show, and your calls as well. They are coming at 312-644-6767. So other than the Chicago Bulls losing big tonight to the Bucks on the road, the Bears did officially sign a fullback, Kari Blassen game. So he is – there are no no real notable numbers to read when it comes to Kari Blassen game. He's what you call an old-school blocking fullback, and he did it for Derrick Henry in Tennessee. So that's, that's sort of the – and it does connote certain things that maybe the way the Bears will run their offense as, as in a power running game. We will dig into the meaning of Kari Blassen game a little bit later on here on Score Overnight. Cubs and Mariners played to a, a 5-5 tie. Kyle Hendricks got hit up pretty badly in that game. Um, what else for the Cubs? A couple of other interesting stories circulating around the Cubs, one of which is apparently, as of you know earlier tonight, the Cubs and Wilson Contreras have not been able to settle on a a contract for this year money for this year which will necessitate an arbitration hearing for wilson Contreras. the word is the cubs want to give him nine mil though wilson Contreras wants 10.25 million so 10 and a quarter and so that would suggest that it would go to an arbitration hearing meantime ian happ they avoid going to arbitration with the Cubs outfielder. Hap uh, gets $6.85 million. As for the, the White Sox, they win their preseason game 4-3 over Milwaukee. Lucas Giolito looked sharp. Dallas Keuchel did not. Eloy Jimenez had a, a two-run double. Hockey, the Blackhawks are at Anaheim tonight. Of course, the two Whopper trades in the two previous days. Marc-Andre Fleury traded. So was forward Brandon Hagel. And some interesting Major League Baseball changes agreed upon by both sides. They, they don't usually agree quickly on things, but they did come to terms on expanding rosters to 28. The automatic runner on second base will resume this year in extra innings. There will be no more seven-inning doubleheaders, though. They will go nine, and there are some things to get into with all of those things as well. But what happened, man? What happened to the Chicago Bulls? And I can tell you what happened. I can capsulize this. we got five hours to break it down, but I will capsulize it for you here. The first quarter, for a while, was terrific. It was the, the energy in the stadium in Milwaukee was great from the beginning. That's number one. The Bulls win. I mean, right from the opening tap, actually. The Bulls win the jump. 
Javante Green gets the ball and dunks on the first play of the game. And there were left lead changes left and right. It was tight. It was intense. Nikola Vucevic is hitting all of his threes. It looked like he was headed for the big game on the Bulls, and he did have the big game on the Bulls, but it looked like he might like do like a 30 or 40 thing, and it was going to be the Vooch game, and it was going to be just this great back-and-forth game. It's 20-20, to 20, and then all of a sudden, before you can get up and pour yourself another PM coffee, it's 29 to 20. It's 31 to 20. It's 33 to 20. Milwaukee leading the Bulls. A 13-0 run just like that for the Bucks. The Bulls didn't score for the final 3 minutes and 33 seconds of the first quarter and they found themselves down 16 at the half and they never recovered from that never recovered from it like i said exciting start i was like we are in for a hell of a ball game then it's going to come down to the fourth quarter still thought the bulls were going to lose but i was like this is going to be one of these games that i'm going to watch and i'm just going to be entertained by and we'll let the chips fall where they may and the chips fell all over the bulls and terrible take a lap yeah and i don't care that the Bucks are as good as they are, and I picked them to win. The Bulls were embarrassing for most of the night tonight, and the Bucks were on the other side of things. They were terrific, and there are some reasons for it. Some complaining about the refs, and far as far as free throw disparage, we will we will cover that. We will hear more from some of the players. We heard a little bit from Alex Caruso, and uh, and obviously from Demar Derozan. We'll we'll get a little bit more long form with those guys. We've got uh, we've got radio chunks for you chunks and uh, we'll hear from Billy Donovan as well more from him the the head coach and he just had a just wa- observing him throughout the night on my television he just had a a hopeless look about him arms folded so did his both of his assistants there was just kind of this like I, I don't know don't really don't really have an yeah he, for this. he didn't have a good night no he did not did not have a good night and it just yeah there were there was you know a lot they they looked helpless they they looked helpless over there and we're, we're going to have to depend on Billy Donovan and his crew to come up with some sort of recovery plan here soon because this was the start of five straight games on the road for the Chicago Bulls they'll be at New Orleans Thursday and then what we are going to consider probably another really big game when the Bulls are at Cleveland on Saturday, and we'll refresh the standings here in a second. But let's get to your calls at 312-644-6767. We start the night in Markham with John. Hi, John. Hey, Mark. How you doing, buddy? Good to Great. How are you, man? From you. Thank Listen, you. Um, I, I know we get so pumped up with the hometown teams in every sport, you know, the Bears, the Bubbles, the Blackhawks, but – I, I, don't you feel though this last month and a half of the season that the the, the Bulls spoiled us with a real good start? They jumped out of the gates quick, you know, like a horse at a racetrack. But now that we're getting down with these experienced teams, you know, like Milwaukee and Phoenix, and don't you think there there may be some mental breakdowns because of uh just the, the winning experience? These other teams are good; they know how to win. They proved how to win, and and it's and it's affecting us, you know. We're 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 just not at that level yet. 
Yeah, that's true. No, that that's a great point, John. The Bulls are not at that level. Like I said at the beginning, I did not pick the Bulls to win this game. But the the win differential in this case, like the way the game went, there was too much dominance on one side. There have been too many disappointing losses. Like you go back to just just for example, John, that loss to Sacramento that set off a, a three game losing streak where they then lost to Utah and Phoenix. Like they're like they're not winning even the games that you expect them to win. And then in the games against good teams, they're not hanging. I expect the Bulls to hang with these teams. I do expect the Bulls to hang with Phoenix, and they did not. I expect the right. I expect the Bulls to hang with Milwaukee. Not necessarily win. They're not even hanging with these teams. That's the problem I have. That's a good point. Good point, Mark. And you have a great night. And uh, God bless you. Thanks, John. I appreciate you kicking us off, and uh, we have room for you at 312-644-6767 is the number. I know the text line was hot even before. I opened up the microphone. It was hot with Bulls fans. And, yeah, let's just uh, – the, the top text that just came in from the 414. I didn't even mention this, but the Bucks didn't even have Chris Middleton. For whatever it's worth, not only did yours truly pick the Bucks to win this game, even with you know having the knowledge of Chris Middleton not playing in the game, Las Vegas had the the Milwaukee Bucks winning, I think, by six in this game, or at least that was the the number that had been placed right next to this game. So yeah, even without Middleton and um, the the game tonight for Giannis Antetokounmpo, twenty five points. 17 rebounds, and he has won on his watch of the Milwaukee Bucks. They have won 12 in a row against the Bulls. 12 in a row when he plays. Drew Holiday, terrific player, terrific player, 27 points. I kind of hate it when broadcasters talk about, use the word underrated, and they use it over and over and over about a player. Because if if you use the word enough and you're talking about them enough, then sort of by definition, they're actually not underrated. But in the case of Drew Holiday, he is. <laughs> he is. He, he's very unassuming, but very good. Obviously, with maybe the best player in the world in Antetokounmpo, so he's overshadowed. I think Chris Middleton probably overshadows him a little bit too, a slightly bigger personality. And then you have Holiday, who is just really, really good, and you never really hear about him until you play against him and see what he can do. And he scored 27 points tonight. So both of those guys hurt the Bulls. A lot of guys hurt the Bulls tonight. Just, I mean, they, like I said, they're the, the – Everybody that wanted to find their shot tonight, it, did, it didn't seem like they had to work particularly hard in this case to to beat the Bulls in the in the in the box score and one on one from the seven oh eight. We've had a uh, guy from the seven oh eight having a fraud fest. He has texted in several times um, for now, and I, I believe probably on Rick Camp's watch as well when he was doing the post game show calling the bulls frauds frauds god i mean i hope that's not the case but it 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 is getting to a point where it's probably good there's only 10 games left cuz i've been lamenting that because just because of where they are relative to miami 5 games out but who cares about that at this point it's about surviving and staying where you are in the standings and not losing out on the playoffs or not drawing a bad match. And if if 
that would happen if they lost out of the playoffs, then yeah, it's open game on the Bulls in terms of you know referencing them as as frauds. The one of the astounding numbers for the Bulls right now, just to back up the idea that they have not caught up with the big boys in the NBA the way we thought they would. The Bulls are 0-16 versus the current top three teams in both conferences. They are 0-3 against Miami, 0-3 against Milwaukee, 0-4 versus Philadelphia, 0-2 against the Suns. They've lost both of the games they played this year against Memphis, and they've lost two against Golden State, 0-2. So yeah, they, they've not been able to scratch out. And that that's what we've been hoping for. That's what I was hoping for tonight. Like, it, I picked Milwaukee to win, but in the back of my mind, can you can you impress Bulls Nation and scratch out a victory? And what a terrific thing that would have been coming off of the win last night. But they didn't do anything in this game, in this 126-98 loss at Milwaukee. They didn't do anything similarly to the way they did it in a really nice win against Toronto. So here are the the refreshed, updated standings for you. Our score overnight bowl standings. Miami, 47-25. and They are in first place as they have been for a while now. Milwaukee now gets out of that three-way tie for second place. They are alone in second place now are the Milwaukee Bucks after their victory over the Bulls last night. Milwaukee, 45-27, and 27, two back of Miami. Philadelphia, 44-27, and 27, two and a half back. Boston, 45-28. and 28. They also, like Philadelphia, are two and a half back. And then there's your Bulls. The Bulls now 12 games over 500, 42-30. The the Bulls are five games behind Miami in the Eastern Conference again with five games to go and at New Orleans on Thursday, and then they will play the sixth-place team in the Eastern Conference. That is the Cleveland game on Saturday. Be ready for that one at Cleveland on Saturday. The Cavaliers right now, 41-31. and 31. They are six back, so just one game behind the Bulls. For the fifth spot, those Toronto Raptors, 40-32, seven back. And the Brooklyn Nets are, they are 38-34, nine games off of the first place pace. As far as the, the games that did go down tonight, other than the Bulls losing to the, the Bucks tonight, a, a small schedule around the NBA and in the Eastern Conference, it was those Atlanta Hawks who are now exactly 500. They are 36 and 36. They beat the Knicks 117 to 111. Trey Young going off 45 points, eight assists in that victory. Golden State just saw Steve Kerr talking on TV, not happy with his team, talking, saying things like, "We don't know how to win yet." Well, they have won 47 games this year, but the Magic. The Magic beat the Warriors 94 to 90. That is a 20 and 53 outfit. Um, and they took them down. One other game. It was the, the Nuggets over the Clippers 127 to 115. Other text messages here from the Angry Bulls text line 312 644. 67, 67. I'm just trying to weed my way through the the frauds here. Um, from the 
815. I really think Donovan is a major problem. He doesn't motivate. Bulls are listless and uninspired, and that's a big part of what a coach is supposed to do. Well, I don't know because they they weren't of course that's that's an easy way that's an easy person to blame the game on tonight as far as the energy and beyond the first you know 7 minutes or so yeah they they did look listless and they and then when they were really out of it in the fourth quarter they just they looked lazy and they looked uninspired and they looked like they didn't care for a while but look Billy Donovan's been around long enough i think he has the college basketball filth out of him where he he doesn't need to try to be the rah rah guy, and you I guess coaches should suspect that their guys are going to be motivated and they're going to be able to play well, especially in a game like this. I mean, I think that there are games like if the Bulls are playing a lonely game in Minnesota, or you know maybe he should maybe there should have been more motivation in Sacramento. That's when you give you guys a kick in the butt. If you're players and you can't get up for this game on a short bus ride to Milwaukee, playing the the team that won the bundle last year, playing a team that has one of the best players in Giannis Antetokounmpo, then I don't know what to tell you if if you're not able to to get up for a game like this. Now, did Billy Donovan have a good night tonight? No, and n- none of the none of the coaching staff did. None of the Bulls players did. Everything was bad, but in terms of like like everything's on Donovan. Get rid of Billy Donovan. I I'm not ready to to buy that, and I'm not saying that Billy Donovan has to be the guy here when the the blueprint reads the Bulls are uh, a legitimate playoff winning team when they're hopefully winning series and winning playoff games. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw this one at the at the feet of of Billy Donovan. This was a complete breakdown with with just about everybody on the Bulls, and they they took their feet off the, the gas pedal for some mysterious reason in this game. We told you Vucevic had 22 points. He had seven rebounds to go along with that as well. He did end up four or five from three, so he shot the basketball well. That was good to see. Demar Derozan's shooting tonight. Didn't turn out that bad when you look at the final box score. 10 of 23, 21 points. But DeMar DeRozan was 2 of 11 in the first half. So that's where the Bulls lost the game, never recovered from it. And DeRozan was responsible for some of it as well. He was missing shots just like everybody else. Zach Levine ended up with 21 in this this Bulls loss. From the 2-1-9, if you can't hang with the big boys, step off the porch. Yes, I am talking about the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, get to the postseason, survive, and I suppose see what happens at that next level. 312-644-6767 is the number. I'm also here on social media, if you would like. I'm on Twitter. At Mark Grody Sports is the way to do that. I am on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook as well. We we will continue to talk about the Bulls throughout the night, but uh, we can talk. We can always talk about the Chicago Bears. They did sign a a fullback in Kari Blassen game, and there are certainly things to talk about with the Cubs. And you know, Wilson Contreras has been a topic of conversation on Score overnight several times, and trying to figure out how how the it's kind of like perfect because 
if they are going to arbitration with Wilson Contreras and the Cubs want to give him nine million and Wilson Contreras wants ten point ten and a quarter million, that's like a that's not like a huge disparity, you know, relatively speaking. But it's like sort of perfect, like symbolic of what I'm always saying about Wilson Contreras. I never quite know how they feel about him. I know they like him, but they don't like him that much. And that's what that shows. They like him. They're willing to give him $9 million, but they don't like him enough to give him an extra mildo and a quarter. So that is the, the just classic Cubs and Wilson Contreras. I just am getting the feeling based on you know the tweets that I'm reading and the, the division at this point between the Cubs and Wilson Contreras and going to arbitration that, that they're – their plans are to trade him. I don't know that for a fact, but it, it is definitely starting to to feel like that for Wilson Contreras. But we shall see. Um, I think I'm going to take a break. I'm going to do that. Uh, this is Score Overnight on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's sports station. Directing traffic out of Brent Drew Holiday. Holiday off the screen from Connaughton. Now they got Thompson playing Holiday in a crossover. Baseline right. The fade, the fire. 13 footer to end the third quarter up and good. Drew Holiday. No, I thought, you know, when we when we came out um in that in that second unit there, I thought we really struggled there that period. That's where that kind of that run happened. And, you know, I think Patrick Ian and Kobe and I are out there with DeMar and Tristan. And listen, DeMar didn't have, you know, a typical night like he normally has. I thought he got into areas that he did last night and the ball just didn't go in the basket. But we had a lot of, I think, you know, just, uh, and it wasn't necessarily one one person. It was, I think, collectively the group. Mark Grody with you on Score Overnight on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, 312-644-6767. Bulls lose to the Milwaukee Bucks 126-98. You heard Bulls head coach Billy Donovan right there and Chuck Swirsky with the call of the Drew Holiday 3 at the end of the third quarter. Yeah, that that was a killer in itself. It just, in, in case... Milwaukee thought the Bulls were going to try any funny stuff and come back in that game. I think Drew Holiday, you know, sucked the last life out of them. That was the that was the dagger. As if the the 13-0 run in the first quarter wasn't like a, a bevy of of uh, of sharp arrows. The dagger came on that because and it was a tough shot too. Drew Holiday fade away from the corner. It wasn't a three. But um, he was fading away. It was a high degree of difficulty shot, and it put the Bulls down 91-69 nice. at the end of three quarters, and Milwaukee was on their way. One of the things I liked, and we're going to hear from Alex Caruso here with his a, a few minutes of his comments here, but one of the things that I really liked that he said in watching him in the postgame was, you know, the idea of, you know, do you got to put this game away? Do you got to just forget about it? And he said, we can't flush this one down the toilet. Can't just put it away. I mean, some real stuff happened in that game. It was a game of consequence. We lost to a team in our conference, a team that we are chasing, a team that we might get stuck playing. And um, so I love that. I love that idea. You can't know. You can't forget about this. You have to watch the video of this game and figure out what the hell happened and call guys out 
And, you know, you saw the frustration, too. I mean, you saw Zach Levine showing, emoting to on the bench. DeMar DeRozan eventually got a technical in this game for bitching about the, the free throws, which we'll get into as well. But it is true. Like, this is not one where – and I'm sure some guy said it. I think Donovan might have even said it, that you just got to put this game away. But, no, you don't. <laughs> and I don't know how often they actually do that. I think more times than not, when you have a bad consequential loss like this, you have to keep it alive and you have to learn from it and you have to pick it apart and you have to say if this happens again then that will happen again even when you play against a team like New Orleans and New Orleans hasn't completely shut things down yet either they are chasing the Lakers for a final playoff spot in the Western Conference so they're no pushover and I think that Bulls fans you have learned unfortunately that there are no pushover teams as it pertains to the Bulls anymore, that all teams play them tough. And uh, when the Bulls slack off just a little bit, they lose those types of games. And so I'm going to take the New Orleans game on Thursday very seriously. But Caruso is right, and Caruso started again in this game. You cannot flush this game down by any means. And, yes, there there was a disparity in the free throw shooting tonight again for the Bulls. The Bulls did not have, did not shoot two free throws until the end, until the very end of the first quarter of this game. The Bulls ended up 14 of 20, the Bulls 7 of 13, and DeRozan had been fed up with it. He's one of the Bulls stars. He, he obviously, along with everybody else, not getting calls, and he was angry enough and jawing enough and I think that the I think the refs were giving them a lot of leeway and letting them bark and have their have their way and then they finally gave him the technical and it is it is the way I look at it it is it is worth noting it is definitely worth noting I Billy Donovan made it clear that he was baffled by it it is worth noting but I don't think it was huge in the outcome of this game. Could it have been closer? Yeah. Could there have been a you know a little bit more momentum in the Bulls' favor? Yeah, yeah. But there were too many other things that went wrong in this game, and to actually to put that at the top. That's why I've waited until 37 minutes into the show to talk about that hot button issue. And it is. I mean, that's the one that everybody's going to talk about and everybody's going to be burning up about. But this was just a bad overall game for the Bulls. And like I said, good good for Donovan. I thought he handled it well in, in his post game, and we will hear all of his post game later in terms of, of noting it, kind of expressing in a very even-keeled way, in a very Billy Donovan, New York way, that he that he was you know it was a head shaker, and it's it's good to get it out there to get it into the stream of consciousness of the refs. I mean that you have to do that if you are a head coach. We have that's the way it works. You, you got to fight for your team, but it just was not that big of a deal. Bigger deals were the the Bucks shooting sixty one percent from the field, the Bulls shooting forty two percent from the field. The Bulls not dictating tempo, the Bulls not forcing turnovers, and the Bulls kind of going to sleep a lot of times throughout this game. And again, and this is getting exhausting saying it, their star, 
was better than the Bull Stars in this game. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 25 and 17. Drew Holiday, 27. DeRozan, 21. Levine, 21. And in this case, just looking at the scores or the raw numbers, that it, it does tell the story of those two being better than than DeRozan and Levine. Although, again, I I, I, I give Vooch a, a rough ride. He was very good tonight. He was very good tonight. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Jim is in Gray's Lake. Hi, Jim. You're on the score. I was reading here the last few days that, um, you know, the Bears need to get some replacements on their offensive line. And I I was reading they were supposed to get this Ryan Bates, the guard from the Buffalo Bills, in for a visit today. But I I looked all over the um, Bleacher Report and the athletic sources, and I saw something about Trevor Simeon visiting them today. But I didn't hear one word about uh, – Bates, do you know anything about that? Yeah, I mean, I heard the same swirl that you did, but there has I have received zero texts or zero emails of anything that was made official with Ryan Bates. They did, Jim. They did sign Kari uh, Blassingame, the fullback. Did that do it for you? Well, hey, um, <laughs> they got so many holes. Uh, I'm yeah. glad to see any reinforcements, but. Uh, offensive line you know that that was one of the the key things and that guy sounded like he's very versatile he could play different positions and uh uh, i was really hoping they'd sign him well we'll see we'll see just because there's been a a swirl of unconfirmed reports doesn't mean that he won't make an official report or visit it doesn't mean that he didn't make a visit we just do not have confirmation of it as of yet jim and thank you very much for the call and uh yeah i mean it's sort of like like we do it like we've been talking about with the Bears. I think that Kari Blassen game. By the way, a, a perfect you know not not a perfect replacement for Pat O'Donnell on the All Chicago name list, but Kari Blassen game. That's that's not bad. That is not bad. It's a Grass Manis Blassen game. I mean that that's up there. You do the hard yeah, and it's that's good. But he, he'll fit in perfectly with the the perfectly capable NFL players, if not dynamic or game-changing, like Lucas Patrick and Byron Pringle and Justin Jones and al Kadeen Muhammad and Nick Morrow and Equinemius St. Brown. Have I named them all? Have I named them all, all the, the Bears signings? So so we'll, we'll see about uh, Ryan Bates and what Ryan Poles continues to do, but that's where things stand right now. Another thing, I like the, you know what Caruso's comments, and we'll hear those in a minute. DeMar DeRozan as well making some strong comments after the game, saying at some point we got we we got to get tired of getting our butts kicked like this. So, and that was good good for him. And and I know he was not happy with the refs, and I think he expressed some of that as well. But there is the part too. Where the Bulls just got their butts kicked tonight, and uh, that's that's the bigger problem. Yes, the disparity in free throw shooting that is a legit sidebar. It is not worth the, making that the heart of our conversation. All right, the Bulls lose to the Bucks, one twenty six to ninety eight. Jump online if you would like at three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. But I want to hear what Alex Caruso had to say after this Bulls loss. Hello? No, Alex. Okay. We'll get to Alex Caruso. No, you can't just flush it. I mean, it's happened too many times. You know, you got to learn from it. Um, 
and it really is on the road for us. You know, I feel like at home we play um, at least my my last two games. You know, that I've been back Cleveland game and and Toronto. Those have been I mean the only two good games we've played over the last couple of weeks, uh, or week and a half. Um, it's just something about being on the road where we gotta lock in and get get better. You know, we we, we have to have a different mindset going on the road. You know, especially when shots aren't going in um, on a back to back playing against the the you know reigning champs. You gotta you gotta know what you're in for. You know, you gotta come with a different mindset. Be ready for for things not to go your way and respond. Where are the areas that you see that locked inness kind of dissipate in these spurs? Um, it's just little moments here and there. I'm on different possessions. You know, whether it's uh, settling for for you know. The, the easy route on offense or um, not competing enough on defense on little little instances like box outs, one-on-one, uh, forcing catches out, getting coverages right. Um, you want to win on the road. You can't can't mess up or messing way too many of them up. You guys have, you know, struggled against the, the top teams in the league all, all season, and you're probably tired of us asking you about it, but you're going to face a good in the playoffs. So how do you guys kind of – let that not become a thing as you move down the stretch. That's part of these last dozen games is, is us figuring out, you know, what it takes to win on the road. Like I said, at home, you know, I think we do a good, pretty good job of being locked in, playing desperate, uh, executing coverages, talking. Um, on the road, it's a different animal, you know. And these good teams are good teams for a reason. Every, every team's got talent, right? we got plenty of talent on our team. It's not about the talent issue. Well, it's about executing, you know, basketball at any level, middle school, high school, college, pro, you know, winning basketball is winning basketball. It doesn't, doesn't change no matter what level you're at. You want to win an NBA championship. You want to compete in the playoffs. You want to play good in March Madness, get to state finals in high school. Like you have to execute and you got to do your, do your shit really well. I mean, we're not doing our stuff good enough right now. Yeah. Free throw is not always in your control, right? Like you, you can, you can do whatever you want. Um, I think the refs, I think it was called like a, like a playoff game for the most part tonight, right? Like they let most of the stuff go that, that in the playoffs that they let go. Um, it, take the ball out of the net. We can't get fast break. Uh, we give up offensive rebounds. Can't get out in the break and run early. Um, it's, it's just little things like that, that, that we have to shore up. Um, and then I also thought we got good shots early. Like even, even that second unit, when they went on a little bit of a run at the end of the first quarter, I thought, you know, I thought IO got an open shot. Uh, Pat got one. We missed a bunny at the rim. Uh, we just we just can't flinch. You know, when stuff doesn't go our, go our way, we, we got to figure out a way to, to, you know, steady the ship. One more for me. We've heard you guys talk about how guys like Io and Kobe haven't really kind of been in these moments. You know, the moments that you and Tristan and, and uh, Demar have experienced. What is you, what do you as a leader try to impart to those guys to make them understand what's coming? Uh, you know, because you're going to be Having those moments in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm just trying trying to teach them the game within the game. Um, you know, each possession it's a, is its own game, sense to where you you got to figure out what to do, um, what the what the read is, what the look is, offense or defense, uh, and then execute execute and, and compete. You know, those are two things that are mandatory if you're trying to win. We just got to be more solid. Um, I think a lot of it is our breakdowns. You know, I think you know they hit a couple of tough shots in the first half. You know, Giannis hitting fadeaway twos. Javon Carter hit a nice step back to baseline, um, you know, and then Drew hit some tough in half. Those aren't the ones that beat us. You know, the ones that beat us are miscommunication, open layups, um, offensive rebound, kick out threes, uh, things like that. And, and just reiterating what I'm saying, it's just 
That is Alex Caruso of the Chicago Bulls talking about the Bulls. 126-98 loss at Milwaukee tonight. Caruso on the night, three points, five rebounds, six assists. He was just one of five from the field. And he, like he did against Toronto last night, started again. Io DeSumo off the bench had seven points and, and one assist. DeSumo was three for eight from the field, made one of three as far as the threes are concerned. He got lots of text messages to get to at 312-644-6767. If you want to call, that is the number to do it on as well, 312-644-6767. I will run through some of the other numbers for the Bulls and the Bucks in this game when we return here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. This is Sports Radio 670, The Score, Chicago's sports station. Here's a four-on-three for the Bulls. Giannis circle left the no-look pass to Ibaka with the ball fake and a right-handed dunk. And the Bucks on a run here. They've scored the last nine points. Giannis just bullying his way and threw it down with a left-handed dunk on Thompson. Wow. Yeah, it was like that. It was like that for the Bulls tonight. Chuck Swirsky right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score calling a Bulls loss last night. There would be no dancing. Womp womp. Bucks 126, Bulls 98. And uh, speaking of uh, Tristan Thompson, who was in on that defensive play right there, got into a little, I'm going to go scuttlebutt, got into a little scuttlebutt with Serge Ibaka at the end. That was just two big, clumsy, big men getting tangled up, and Serge Ibaka just taking a little, little forearm at at Thompson, and it it never really elevated. I mean, everybody kind of gathered around Thompson and Ibaka had no interest. It seemed in in elevating that further, and that I'm I'm glad. I don't I don't think we needed that at that point. It just would have been more egg on the face for the Bulls. In that game, Abaka and Thompson at that point both ended up getting the the double, getting the technical. So offsetting fouls on the two big men, and then I always like to see this when they came back on the court. They, they were kind of giving each other little pats, and they were still talking it out. They're like, "You got you got tangled." Like one of the mics caught. He's like, "You you you got tangled up with me." No, you got tangled. So they were still kind of fighting it out, but but like two buddies would do, like playing on the playground. So so again, sidebar for whatever it's worth, there was that in the game today. But the the big story was the Bulls losing to the Bucks, one twenty six to ninety eight, and it being a really good game. For the first 40 points, 20 to 20, and then Milwaukee said, "You know what? We've had enough. We're gonna. This has been fun playing with you guys. I mean, it's been cool, and you guys are close to us. We're in the same conference, all of that. But we're gonna go ahead now and dominate for the rest of the game. We're gonna go on a 13-0 run right here. Bulls didn't score for about three and a half minutes at the end of the first quarter. Down 16 at the half." down 91-69 at the end of three, and then the Bucks beat the Bulls 126-98 to was the the final score in the game. Here are some of the the numbers, the the box score breakdown, if you will, of the game. Nikola Vucevic, 22 points, seven rebounds, had a couple of assists, shot well tonight, shot very well tonight. Vuce, 9 of 15 from the field overall. He was four of five from three. Made three of those three-pointers 
in the first quarter when everything good that happened in this game for the Bulls happened in about the first seven minutes and then it all went bad. Like Vooch in within, you know, the, the rhythm of the game hit three big threes and then as you can see ended up with four for the game. But well I'll give him this game. He he was good. DeMar DeRozan, twenty one points, ended up ten of twenty three, but he was two for eleven in the first half, one of five from three, and you saw you saw DeRozan taking a few more threes than he normally would because it became desperation time and he was missing badly. Like missing off the, the front of the rim. The three just ain't his shot. Zach Levine's night, twenty one points, six for sixteen from the field, but he he was very good from three well no actually I was looking at the free throw line it was five of six from free throw line not bad from three four of seven Javante Green who ended up leaving the game with an apparent injury and I'm not sure what it is I'll try to find out for you but Javante Green four points and six rebounds two of four from the field we talked about Caruso and his uh one for five night on the bench uh uh Desumu Io comes off the bench again for a second straight game. Seven points, three for eight from the field. He made just one of three three-pointers. Patrick Williams, he played 18 minutes in this game. Worth noting, just a couple minutes fewer than he played in the game against Toronto in his first game back. Uh, but he did play back-to-back. Patrick Williams, six points and four rebounds, made a three. He was two for six overall from the field. Tristan Thompson, five points, four rebounds. Kobe White, another low-volume game for him. Man, Kobe White, five points, and on the overall, just two of ten from the field. So he has not been hot as of late. Some of the Bucks scores, Drew Holiday was their high man in this game, 27 points, 12 of 17 from the field, hit big shots, told you about the big three that he hit to or the the, the fadeaway two actually at the end of three quarters at the buzzer to really stick an extra dagger in the Bulls. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 25 points, 17 rebounds. He, he was terrific. You know, 9 of 12, even even made a 3. And they were talking about how awkward he looked, but then he went ahead and made the the basket. Good old Brooke Lopez, 10 points. He hurt the Bulls with a couple of threes, 2 for 4 in, in that regard, 4 of 9 overall. So the... Bucks add it all up and they take out the Bulls 126 to to 98. So now the the Bucks are alone in second place. The Bulls are I guess you could say in fourth place. They are 5 games out and behind the Eastern Conference leading Miami Heat as it stands right now. So a rough night for the Bulls. We'll be talking about them throughout the night if you if you are moved to discuss them, to vent about them, 312-644-6767. When we return, though, on Score Overnight, there are a couple of baseball things going on with the Cubs and Sox. Both both teams today had spring games, and in those spring games, there were pitchers on both sides of town who had bad games, and they just happened to be guys that have to be really good 
for the Cubs and Sox. We will talk about those guys and also some MLB rule changes that will affect the Cubs and Sox. It's coming up on Score Overnight, 312-644-6767, the number. I'm on Twitter, at Mark Grody Sports. I'm on Instagram, Mark underscore Grody. We spell the name G-R-O-T-E. This is absolutely Score Overnight on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.